I don't want to talk about global warming. Ever. I think it's been said. I almost don't want to talk about this. Just because everybody, everybody's talk, talking about it. Well, we're giving a different perspective. Well, this is because it's our perspective on income inequality. Hello, I am Amy. I'm Mal. <clears throat> and welcome to... It's our shit show. Just like our income and the inequality of it, it's a shit show. Okay, so we wanted to talk about income inequality, how it craps up our lives, or I guess the sad part is that we even know better to know that it's crapped up our lives, I guess. Yes, very much so. That there's a... Well, we'll get to how it affects writing, but... Okay, so like right now I'm sporting a back injury. And I haven't... I won't see anybody about it. I won't see a doctor about it. Even though I probably need to be adjusted, be on painkillers, and and have some kind of, you know, rest, ice, whatever. I had to go to work and ask somebody to help with my heavy lifting. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. Because I don't dare go to the doctor for a back problem. I can't afford that shit. I can't. Yeah, uh, I'm on the same boat. I just paid ninety dollars out of pocket for my for my uh, routine checkup. For a routine good checkup. Yes. This was good. They took it out of the deductible and uh, found out. And I have what you what you call a gold standard of health insurance. It's gold now, but certainly what it's not what gold used to be. And I find out through through I had a perk that I could have used to pay the bill, but no one told me about it. Yeah, they don't. That that's a great leadway into what they don't what they don't tell you. If you don't have the means, then they don't tell you because they don't want those means used up. Now that's just I'm a conspiracy theorist mm-hmm. about this shit, especially with money, and I just think that they don't. There's an idea of poverty, and people are raised with an idea of poverty, and so then you're told that you can't have those things, so you don't look for those things. And I just think that's how people treat benefits now. Yeah. Of anything. Benefit of anything. They do. They really do. Uh, I couldn't even... I went to ask my boss about... We can talk to an HR about how often money goes into my health savings fund. Yeah. She was talking to me, but I don't want to talk to you. To your manager? I mean, to your boss, your, yeah. your supervisor, your direct report, yeah. shouldn't have a fucking thing to do with that. Yeah. At all. I agree, but I, I don't Whatever. Say, I don't say it to her. Ugh, somebody needs to. But whatever. So I'm still clueless as this one time saying I'm constantly contribute, contribute to it or what have you. But, you know, money is always an issue. And I know, okay. We're from, we're from two different backgrounds here. We are. I'm a trash rat. And <laughs> what you hate. I know you hate me saying that. But if I say I'm a trash rat, anybody <clears throat> listening is going to know. Oh, no income resources, no resources, no family, nothing. Mm-hmm. 
If I sound intelligent and I remember to enunciate today, then I've done a good job. I can say that I don't have a fucking record mm -hmm. and I don't have any children that I didn't want. I don't have any children at all. So well, that's called a white trash trophy. Then what the hell, what would you call me? I don't know, but you're like, uh, I don't know, you're a sustaining individual. You're a fucking adult. You're an adult. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're, you are a responsible adult. Wherever that falls in a tax bracket, I don't know, but you're a responsible adult. I'll give a brief history of me here. Uh, came from technically a family of six. The youngest. A religious family of six. Somewhat religious. Both your parents are still married. Yes. Somewhat religious. Let's not go deep, too deep in that. I'm not, I'm not saying... I'm, I'm just talking about the advantages that society dictates like you know if you're in a religious group you're already especially christian you're already viewed favorably if you have both parents you're already viewed favorably those kinds of things <clears throat> i was the uh even though i was the youngest person in my family and youngest kid i was the first to go to college and graduate college i was the only, i was the only one who never been to um never had a uh, narcotics problem. Never got detention in high school for fear of getting my ass beat. Mm. I got detention one time in high school because they caught me cussing up a storm in the hallway. Some bitch pissed me off. She was messing with my man. Don't major in boys, kids. Yeah. We weren't poor. But we acted like we were scraping by. And I'll tell you this. I remember when I was a little kid. And I swear to you, I'm not making this up. They took me to a... Uh, it was a preschool. But it was a preschool held at a horse farm. Okay. Uh, and... My dad was so cheap. Whenever he started a garden, he didn't go buy fertilizer. He had a pickup truck back then, with uh, an old Chevy 78 pickup truck. He would pick me up from school. He'd park his car next to the next to the goddamn ranch, and with the permission, would go in. And I was gonna say, please don't tell me he stole shit. No. But I mean, with the permission, he was doing everybody a favor, and plus, that's what fertilizer is. I mean, you could pay for the fancy nitrogen and phosphorus and all that, whatever you want to add it to it, but it's shit. But you imagine the embarrassment I felt when I'm walking to the car and I see the, kid, the kids in the school looking that's, out the window. That's something that you know you're in preschool and you felt that embarrassed. Yes. Nobody should, when you're a child, when you're that small, when you're, you know, preschool, you haven't gone to public school yet, you shouldn't know that kind of shame yet. I knew that kind of shame because of the smell. I could smell it as soon as I opened the door. But it's it just one of those base, base feelings of we need poop. <laughs> We're gonna go get poop. Don't watch us get poop. Yeah. No, it's the basis of we want to grow vegetables out of our garden so we can find the grocery. Oh, store. I get it. It's very smart, and I can totally understand why you were <laughs> upset and everything. But at the same time, <laughs> I, yeah, that's smart. Sorry. Uh, you know how here people buy firewood? Um, yes. Well, we didn't do that. We went, we lived in the wooded area, and 
Usually about, you know, right around Thanksgiving, me and Dad would go out behind the woods and look for fallen trees, if not make one fall. I feel like this is gonna be a very nice, humorous version of Wade and... What was his girlfriend's name? Wade? Deadpool. Oh, uh... I'm gonna hurt myself. Uh... No, no, no. Um... Anyway, I feel like this is gonna turn into a cheery version of Wade and his girlfriend who's like, so you had a house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, I mean, we didn't, I didn't have to worry about firewood. Um, but we would go, it was which one of my mother's boyfriends is paying for this. Yeah. We would go out and we would go deep into the woods with a chainsaw. Nope. And he would go to me, if a if car comes up, tell me found on the ground. That's also how I've started to develop my muscles by carrying dead, dead, dead wood about, about 100 yards in my backyard. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. But then when I saw how much fire would cost, I understood. Yeah, no, that's... That makes sense. No, I didn't... At school... I, there was not... There was no resourcefulness like that in my family. Education didn't mean anything. It was just get through it. Mm-hmm. There was no... I, I don't... I, I can't even imagine what life would be like if we had to, If we even had a garden. There's no way the energy would have been spent on that. Let me ask you something. Uh, did you ever donate plaza for money? No, I haven't. Not yet. I can't. Well, you know. No. I don't know that I can, but... Excuse me. Sorry. Yay! So, why do you want to say why you can't? I can't because I have small veins. Oh. I'll never forget. For, I, I was kind of, I was in between jobs. And I needed money, even though I still was getting out of the You know, and they were paying something like 40 bucks for, for your first donation. So, I went up downtown from where we live early in the morning. Went to the waiting room. Should have brought some uh, sanitation wipes because I think I was the only prostitute that not the only non prostitute in the room. That's a very real possibility. <clears throat> it was my turn, and the woman goes to my hand, and I have my thumb up here. She starts smack. She, she starts smacking my my uh, what do you call it? The rest, of, the rest of before your palm, like. Good God, that's loud. For ten minutes. Oh. You know that's some nurse ratchet shit. I mean, honestly, if the vein's not going to raise after a few minutes, you're just bruising the meat. Yeah, and then she had her manager come up and says, "We can't, we can't uh, get anything from you because your your vein's too small, and the needle is huge." Oh God. Oh God. I have tattoos, but I cannot uh, needle with the blood. I had a bad experience, and so I, I can't. I, I think I would just rather do about anything else but donate blood. And I believe in it, and I would love to, but I can't hardly donate for a lab. Yeah. But anyway, so, <clears throat> so what do you think you didn't get as part of income inequality? 
Elaborate, what do you mean? Well... Do you feel like that there was an opportunity in your education? Do you feel like there was an opportunity that you could have taken, but because you were of a certain income? Okay, I have a really great example mm -hmm. that I actually cut off a friendship with somebody I like very much. <clears throat> she was very nice, very funny. We were like cut down the middle. Okay. Except she was upper class. Had a doctorate. Uh, I had worked with her at a job. And, of course, I'm a trash rat. She's upper class. But we were like two peas in a pod. You know, because I don't act like a trash rat. So, you because know. you're not. Yeah. So, she's, she would, you know, I called her out on being a control freak. And, uh during our, you know, shift or whatever. And I was like, oh, it's because you're a control freak. And she just looked at me. I'm like, it takes one to know one. Also a control freak. It's fine. She was super effective. Got her job done. Uh, she ran hot even with, you know, low blood pressure. She just was a fiery personality. And, oh, God, she wanted to hang out and do stuff. And, and I liked her a lot. And I, I knew we couldn't be friends. I, I don't think that it would be appropriate for us to be seen together. Two different society circles? Yes. Vastly different. <clears throat> Vastly different. I mean, I have never felt that way before in my life about anybody. But she came from such, you know, better breeding. You know, a better family, better income, better advantages, just a better life. Mm -hmm. And... Me don't. That I I really felt like I would just be the dancing bear, mm -hmm. and I could feel it. And I think that she probably didn't see it, and if she did see it, it didn't matter to her. So it actually is really hurtful <laughs> that I feel that way, and I knew better. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she wanted to go out and do dr have drinks and hang out and talk, and she was very intelligent and so much fun, and we got along great, and had absolutely nothing in common. Yeah. And not even, like, nothing in common, like, people that I have no idea what their life is even like. You know, you practice a religion I have no idea about. You know, you come from an area of the world I know nothing about. She, we had nothing in common, but she was very relatable to me. Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. It was, it was too much. It was too much of a reach for me. It was too much of a pretty woman. And pretty woman without the credit card. Yeah. Just taking out your trash rat friend. I have a feeling that it wouldn't have made it past a certain point. Either... I really felt like it was society and the ideas of where we should be. And I did not feel like <clears throat> trying to grasp at that star and pull it down. Yeah. Well, I can so tell. So I miss her. If she knows that's her, I miss her. 
I I always thought I was financially okay growing up. My parents never gave me a hint of Mm-hmm. They're not supposed to. Yeah, they're supposed they're to. not supposed to. The whole coupons thing, you know. You know, a coupons, whatever, that can be a game. They're, you're not supposed to know. Using the economy gas from Snooko. You're not supposed to be aspirinal. You don't mind if we pawn your kitchen set, do you? You're a big girl now, and I'm five. Going to, going to the flea markets for, uh, not clothes, but, you know, other stuff. No, we had to sell our shit. Oh, we sold our shit at the market. I always wanted a, a toy kitchen again after that. Never got one. Mm. <sighs> Plus, I, you love... <laughs> I love dealing with customers at first. They want to haggle. Like, Get the fuck out of here. I hate haggling. It's 50 cents, you, you cheap fuck. <laughs> okay? Some people, it's a sport. Haggling's a sport, and I don't... I don't <clears throat> sport. It's... I can't... I can't... Okay, haggle. so that... That experience... That I had with that woman. Mm-hmm. Have you had anything like that? That's just a taste of how it was socially. I can't even get into what it was like educationally. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I show up on on paper and on the phone. I, I could go into a manager's job. But when they see me, mm-hmm. and I show up in my fucking Walmart slacks and... And the best I can do, button up top, and my fucking cover girl makeup, mm-hmm. judgment. Judgment is made, and I get the entry level. If I'm lucky. If I'm lucky. Um, and if I've showed off my tits enough, and there was a man manager. If you show off your tits and there's a woman manager, you ain't getting shit. Well, when I was in college, I lived in, not a fraternity, a big house with, uh, 40 40 other men. And you had to be... Student housing. Just student housing. I wish you'd say fraternity. It sounds like I live with 40 other men. I didn't have to worry about anything. No, I'm straight. No, No, I get you. I get you. It was a college student arrangement. And um, you had to be below a certain income to get in there. Yeah. And... Um... They became friends of mine, too. these two brothers from Maine, uh, went down, went, uh, went to college there. Uh, their dad was a professor there. He actually was one of the people who helped get the building built. But they qualified for this lower income assistance. Because they're like a family of 50. <laughs> and it, they're from Maine, and it, it like they were from there from Stephen Kinnock. That's fantastic. I love it already. And uh, nice, nice boys. Uh, give me how far, how far north they were. And they didn't lease the job at the Canadian border every day. God, that's amazing. But they look like uh, you know they can even work working the road crew for Pantera. So, but um, what was the situation that made you? see socially the economic disparity between the two. You three, four, however many were involved. These are two brothers. Yeah, they're two okay. brothers. Okay. Um, they needed to find work right, right away. They never had money. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would have to... When they wanted to go home, 
they really had to dig under cushions to scrape money for the train. Uh, I took one of them. We were both fans of, uh, I can say his name, Alice Cooper. Well, sure. And he was playing at the Trump Taj Mahal around Halloween. Mm-hmm. And I, I asked what uh, one of them paid you with me. He says, well, I really can't afford it. Well, I'll pay for the ticket. Isn't that big of a deal? It's Atlantic City, it's, you know. It's like, you sure about that? Yeah. yeah. Um, I just knew, number one, how desperate they, how desperate they were. Because number one, they they, they made sure that they were good, they were good uh, house housemates. Yeah. When it was their turn to clean stuff, they clean it. So you can eat off the off the floor. That's because there was a perception. Yes. Um, if they if they cooked, or not, they were never late for their uh, cooking assignments or for their cleanup assignments. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you have to. You have to exceed people's idea of their expectations of you. Not even their expectations of you, their idea of expectations. Yeah, and I mean, uh, they just, they worked hard. Uh, one of them left after about a year because he joined a fraternity. Uh, I forget what the other one is now, um, but he eventually got a job as a cook at one of the uh, student centers. Okay. I mean, every penny they 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 earned, they saved. So, how did you feel seeing the difference between what you thought was an economy lifestyle and their economy lifestyle? I felt like a piece of shit. Why? I felt like I was rubbing it in. Hmm. Well, I think there's a difference between rubbing it in, and then there's a difference between condescension. Yeah, and I'm I, sure that was not the case. Then I used to remember, I used to walk around and wear nothing but my robe and things else. And That's got nothing to do with economy. You're just showing off. <laughs> that pissed them off. I, I, I was able to do that. I had enough, well, clothes, I had enough clothes that I could do that. Well, I mean, with a family that size, it sounds like that you need to get up and get your clothes on. Yeah. Because there's anybody and everybody, and everybody's got somebody over. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a small. That's more than... Oh, that's a lot of fucking people. God damn it. A lot of people, yeah. <laughs> no, it's still, a lot. it's still a lot of people. But anyway, we should probably talk about writing now. Yes. Okay, so when it comes to income inequality with writing, I have opinions. Okay. And I had a hard time thinking of this term. Um, we make, we, we have regular jobs. Mm -hmm. We make more than the minimum, but less than the, what is that? The, what they're wanting the Status new minimum. Quo. No, the, what they want the new minimum wage to be. What is that? The stand, it's not standard of living. Oh, um, but anyway, they want you to make a certain amount livable wage. Thank you. We make less than the recommended livable wage, but not by much. But at the same time, you have to realize we do have some advantages. Number one, we live so close. We we live obscenely close. Yes. Yeah, that is an advantage. Um, 
and I spent like what five years working two jobs back to back. Yeah, you've worked two jobs. Um, I've taken a couple hiatuses from working to do caregiving before. Which is a paid job. It should be a paid job. Um, you can actually, and somebody else had to tell me this, you get like nine something an hour if you log your time as a caregiver. And then you can turn it in and get reimbursement because you're not an employee. On my resume, it's, I'm technically listed as unemployed. If I had filled out that paperwork in the beginning, if I had known, you know, because I qualified for FMLA before I had to quit that job to do the caregiving, if I had started that paperwork in the beginning, there wouldn't be a lapse in employment in my resume. But this has nothing to do with writing. So, yes. <clears throat> anyway, so when it comes to writing, I really feel like it's a pay to play game now. I don't feel like it was that way 20 years ago. Um, you might have had to make certain decisions to get, you know, I think like the move to L.A. type thing. You know, move to L.A., move to New York, whatever. Go where the writing is and write. Mm -hmm. And I still couldn't do that at the time. Uh, but, but now you, you have to pay. You have to pay to play, or you're going to self-publish, and you're going to be a tic-tac in an ocean. And that's what I'm looking at, is it's better to be a tic-tac in the ocean than die never having done your dream. It is way too easy to self-publish. It is way too easy, but the closest I ever got to publishing was I got two short stories published um, by two free online magazines. One of them's still around. One isn't. Mm -hmm. um, they were a couple of years apart and several years ago I had finished, the, uh, finished a novel mm -hmm. and sent it out to an agent and her assistant got back with me and gave me like the one ray of hope that this assistant to the agent was like, I've really been pushing for this. Uh, you know, we can't take it right now, unfortunately, but keep trying, you know. And that, and then just, it's like the whole industry ghosted me. So after that, it's not only, you know, you've got to do in social media, it takes a lot of fucking time. Yeah, oh my God, it takes so much time. I always kind of thought that hiring somebody for social media was something famous people did. No, you really kind of need to do it if you're on social media at all. Because it's a lot to handle. First of all, I hate that term. What? Social media. Social media? Yeah. Why? It's... They make it, they make it sound like they're freaking like journalists by doing that. Well, I, I don't know if there's a better term for it. <clears throat> but, so, back in the day, it cost money for printer, ink. Ah, oh, do you remember buying typewriter ribbon? I remember buying typewriter ribbon. Okay, so typewriter ribbon, ink, paper, stamps, envelopes, the return envelopes, the manila envelopes, all of that. Yeah. That was the cost for me 20 years ago trying, right? Throwing my Tic Tacs at the brick wall, just trying to get to an ocean, right? Mm -hmm. Then it was, okay, well, enter, you know, little publications. 
which are damn near impossible. You know, you could have the two free ones, but it doesn't matter. Then it was enter contests. Well, all the ones that are worth winning in are pay, even the big ones. And then it was, you know, oh, well, take these courses or go to the conventions. Mm -hmm. That costs money. It's, it's insane. It is. And conventions are a joke because you're like in a sea of... Uh, you know, I've only heard. I've only heard what it's like, and I've I've never heard the same thing twice. It's like a sea of gerbils. Well, Everyone climb on top of each other, trying to get to the next. Well, I was a gerbil. wasn't allowed to swim with swim swim <laughs> swim with the other gerbils. I wasn't. That wasn't my. That wasn't an opportunity I was able to take. There was always work. There was always living paycheck to paycheck, and so it's just always been. I've never been able to dedicate the kind of money that anything wants. I will say this. I've been working at my job pretty much now for the same... I'm working at the same, same place almost for almost for a decade. Mm -hmm. And when I first got hired there, I had found out that one of my co-workers was, was, uh, had written two books. About break yourself here, vampires. Yeah, we yeah. all write a vampire book. Not me. Because uh, you read them all. But um, she found out I was a reporter, and she goes to me, "Oh, I hear you're a news reporter." I'm like, yeah. I'm a writer too. I'm like, okay. What are you kind of writing do you do? I've written two books. And you're working here with me. You know, a decade ago, yeah. that that would have been an ouchie. Yeah. But now that's the standard. I was on a group on Facebook mm -hmm. and I was talking about vampire books. And uh, I said something about uh, the guy that writes I Vamp that wrote I Vampire mm -hmm. and how it's a classic. And I think it's, you know, one of the classics in the vampire genre. Somebody posted on there, oh, yeah, he's my office at, he's my manager at uh, Office Depot. And I just thought my guts were going to fall on my body. I was like, that if that's, I don't want to live on this planet anymore. That's. Yeah, their their subordinate was on another a writing uh, group, and yeah, he's my manager. Well, he make been, sure and tell him I, I love this work and it's classic. He could have been lying to that person too. Uh you know what? I don't know why you would want to lie about that, and I let it go. I just let that die. I, it's not like I said, "Oh my god, oh my god, can I?" Oh my god, no, that really just I died a little inside. <clears throat> And it's just so sad. And now everybody, the only guy that I know in any writing group or whatever is now writing full-time without a job because he self-published his way and married somebody not American and moved overseas. And now they, I, I don't know if she writes, but now he writes full-time. So basically, he's not a citizen anymore. Like, that's what you have to do? Mm -hmm. So, 
Yeah, and I don't know anybody that writes now that does it for a full-time job that didn't do it before. Where do you find the time? I don't know even how to find the time. Um, I can tell you that anything I've ever learned, I learned with a renegade education. I've had to, you know, any anything I've learned has been at my own expense. Both the good and bad connotations of that. You know, listen to lectures, books, buy books, listen to books. You know, I have to make up my own ideas of what I should and shouldn't read. Yeah. Those are decisions I have to make for myself. There's, I've had no direction. There's nobody around. There's no, there's no writing group. No, there's not. There's no writing group around here. And there's no one to tell you, hey, don't buy this. Look into this. Don't, don't go, don't yeah. delve into this. Look into this. One time I helped somebody online with editing their book. Mm -hmm. And so I gave them opinions about, you know, hey, don't do this, do that, you know, and of course they bucked against me and hated it, you know, because it was critique, mm -hmm. and I get you, because that's your word, baby. Mm -hmm. But then they took my advice and, and was pretty successful with it. So I was like, oh, you're welcome. Glad I could help. So I just, so that's why I'm just, I'm looking at self-publishing. There's nothing, I've had no experience with anybody this this is it this is as fancy as i've ever gotten <clears throat> well let's be honest everyone's gotten rejection letters it's you know yeah i guess hemingway's got has gotten them before yeah but that was hemingway i'm trying to make a point here what's your point everyone gets rejection okay don't tell me so successful people got rejections i know Okay. I'm getting rejections and I'm not successful. So that means nothing to me. I mean, he still shot himself in the head, too, so... Yeah. I mean, there's there's nothing for it. There's only one thing that you can do anymore, that's self-publish. If you ever want to see it in print. So, yeah. I don't know what my life would have been like if... I had run away and joined the circus, if I had left home, if I had independently pursued an idea of an education when I was younger, aside from my protestations and lack of any financial backing from my parents, parent, whatever. You know, what, what would life have been like if I had quit my job and, you know, lived in a cardboard box and dedicated my life to writing? You'd be J.K. Rowling. No. J.K. Rowling's J.K. Rowling. Just like Stephen King, Stephen King. There's never going to be any others like those. Mm -hmm. But without any of these, it, it's, it's a false economy. All this money they want you to throw at writing when all you really need to do is write. Mm -hmm. But now, nobody's looking for writers. They're looking for sellers. It's depressing as fuck. Or they're looking for freelance writers. Hmm. Hmm. I, I don't even know that they're looking for that. I don't know what they're looking for, honestly. All I know is they're not looking for me. Or me either. 
Well, I mean, you you're working on something. Yeah. I have something already done. I just haven't had the time uh, or the patience, really. Haven't had the blue-collar energy. Yes. Truth be told, because by the time you're done with work, and I mean the royal you, by the time we're done with work, get home, and you want to zone out, you're tired, or if you're me, you're lucky you can sleep. Mm-hmm. And then that's, you know, you've got to, uh, it takes time. It takes time to get in your headspace. It takes time to research. I mean, everyone's like, oh, ass in seat. But when you put your ass in your seat, that's when you've got flow. That's not, you've already gotten information. You've already gotten to a good headspace. You know, that it's, it's so difficult. Yes, I know is. everybody makes fun of writers and sitting around and moping or doing nothing or drinking or whatever and mm -hmm. i don't think those people have created anything i think the cliche of a writer these days and you're, you're gonna hit me for saying this oh boy is brian griffin family guy <laughs> he's my worst nightmare <laughs> that i'm gonna write faster than the speed of love and and I'm just going to have to self-publish and throw that tic-tac in the ocean and hope something doesn't go. Oh, did Seth MacFarlane hire somebody to rewrite faster than the speed of love and then not go to Home Depot and find a rope and take care of all my problems at once. So, yeah, I have to hope against hope and just keep working on me. So that's how income inequality is affecting my writing life. <laughs> You know what's sad? Everything. Also, what? Snooky wrote a book. She didn't write a fucking book. Yeah, she did. No, she didn't. She didn't write it. She had it ghostwritten. <clears throat> I can... <clears throat> I zero know about this, and I can tell you I am 75% sure. <clears throat> well, she has a book out there, and so does... Uh, oh, I believe it. So is one of the other douchebags well, from, from the... Uh, from Jersey Shore. Uh, yeah, but that's the thing. They just bank on celebrity. That Those are two kinds of writers that drive me nuts are auto-author celebrity mm -hmm. and the, oh, I just had a baby, so now I have time to write a book. Really? Mm -hmm. Now you have time to write a book with a baby? Okay. Right. That, that makes me crazy that it's... It's been a hobby, and that's great. Playing violin was a hobby for me, but you don't see me trying to get into the fucking Metropolitan Symphony. I'm not. And I don't go up to people that play in the symphony and go, Oh, I play violin too! I don't, because I know it's a fucking hobby. It's a hobby for me. Other people, it's their profession. Mm -hmm. So when somebody was like, Oh, it's always been a hobby! But I'm going to make a success of it now because now I have a way that I can stay home independently and not have to worry about anything. But for some reason, have the time and resources, even though you have a small child. Yeah. Which I'm sure drives people crazy that are actually trying to make it as a writer and have small children. But I don't know any of those people either. Well, I don't feel sorry for them. Yeah. Well, they don't need me to feel anything for them. <clears throat> In a nutshell, if you want to print these days, you have to save a certain amount of chunk of money. 
What do you mean? Well, you got if if you're gonna want to self-publish, you got to you know put something into it. Yes and no. Okay. What you're talking about, I think, is vanity publishing, where you pay for a package. And I knew a guy that did that. Mm -hmm. So he retired and wrote a book. Had written, started writing several books in the series, and uh, I was super excited for him that I was sitting across from another writer. Also excited. And he really didn't have anything earth shattering to say to me, just the traditional writer stuff, but enough that I know that he writes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I bought his book because he had, you know, books in his trunk. I bought his book and I went home and read it. And the person that had gone with me to this function was like, how's the book? I'm like, this is shit. It was awful. Oh, it was awful. But he was living his dream and he had the money. And I eventually saw his titles on a bookshelf in Barnes & Noble. So what happened... I know what category. I don't fucking know. And it's probably Cozy Mystery. I, I, I'll fill you in on that part later. So that'll take up too much time right now for that. Yes. But, yeah, so what happened was he invested in Vanity Publishing and had sold enough, you know, and probably mailed off a few or whatever. And a small publishing house, because I looked at the publishing house that was on there, and it was a really small independent publisher. They saw a ready-made item and put it on a bookshelf. Oh, mm -hmm. awful. But, hey, he's gotten a lot further than I have. So that's humbling. But if you want to self-publish, you can do it. And do it for no cost. But then you have to watch out for your content being controlled now. Yes. Don't course, sign I'm, over everything. Or uh, be careful what you're signing over. Well, I mean, you don't have a lot of choice when you're ready for anything. And sure, that kind of sounds synonymous with desperation. Mm. And you know what? It is. It is. I'm not getting any younger. I'm not getting any younger. I'm tired of waiting for Prince Charming for this. Well, then what the hell am I? You're not a publisher. I'm sorry, Avi, you're not. If if you were, if you were, though. But you're not. It's not what I need from you, too, so. It's cool. And on that note. <laughs> Yay! We will end. We will see you Okay, Avi, so I'm not saying I'm no better than anybody else, but I'll be danged if I ain't just as good. Okay, that's from Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. Oh, no. Take your inequality and stick it in my shithole? Yes. All right. This is goodbye for now. I'm Avi. I'm Mo. See you next time.